This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Welcome back to On the Block, East Strick, with the man of the hour, the Tower of Power, Austin Orman, in the building today and every day, two to four, right here on your station, 93.7 The Ticket, or on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. You can find us on all of those platforms, two to four, and you could also go to theticketfm.com, to the app, subscribe hit the like button all of those the thumbs up all of those good things we love you guys and the starter Hammond text line and and the blockheads we appreciate each of you as well now second half of the show i want to dig down into this because uh, a lot of teams have been busy austin a lot of teams have been on the hunt a lot of teams have been waiting for the culmination of the 2022-23 NFL season teams have been looking to upgrade their staffs because they didn't like the way that things were going draft is going to be coming soon so they have to get things in place so now there were five coach openings that were still left over and obviously you know why because there was some probably on the Chiefs roster uh, on the Chiefs staff as well as um, the staff of uh, the Eagles that maybe somebody wanted to have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. They've been filled now. So being that they've been filled, uh, how do you rank the hires? How do you how do you feel that the team that's going to acquire this this uh, new uh, head coach or, or or whatnot feels about that hire? Uh- I'll put them in tiers more than I will rank them one through five. I think the the team that did the worst was the Arizona Cardinals Mm -hmm. in getting Jonathan Gannon. He's the defensive coordinator for the Eagles last season. Did a good job. That was a good unit. I mean, you don't lead uh, the NFL in sacks, get the third most in history uh, with a a slouch of a defensive coordinator. So Jonathan Gannon, I'm sure, is good at what he does. But think about the Cardinals in that organization. Strick, who did they just commit money to? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Not to say a defensive-minded guy can't connect with him or a guy with a defensive background can't hire the right quarterback coach or coordinator, but to me and to a lot of other people, one of the most important relationships in football is head coach quarterback. Mm-hmm. My thought for Arizona would have been hire someone to connect with Kyler Murray. He's going to be difficult to move. I'm sure someone, if he plays well and you know grows discontent or even more discontent than he is in Arizona – will pay for him. We've seen the teams are willing to pay for quarterbacks, to, to trade for them. Kyler Murray should bring back more than Russell Wilson did, even mm-hmm. in a package. I mean, Russ's track record, clearly better. Kyler's younger. You, you can see the version of him getting better. If I'm Arizona, I'm going to commit this much money to a quarterback. I make sure I get someone that I know is going to connect with him, that I know can be good for Kyler Murray. Getting a, a guy without any head coaching experience and on the defensive side of the ball, 
that's a head scratcher to me. It mm-hmm. really was. Okay, I can see and understand that. I I think I can actually, um, you know, lock arms with you on that one because you you do. I mean, it, it's it's it even goes beyond just the relationship, but it goes it goes also to the respectability, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's certain guys that if you don't have a strong head co- uh, a presence, uh, then you need another super alpha to be able to take over a room right Mm -hmm. because that 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 offensive side of the ball is going to need somebody that they're going to look up with respect like for example say what you will about it i could see eric b enemy or somebody like that because you're going to look up and say this man led let me sit there and soak up everything he's worked with the best of the best right now and possibly Mm -hmm. in the top tier of quarterbacks all time Mm -hmm. in Patrick Mahomes so you you come in with instant credibility and respectability off top Mm -hmm. that's and and he's known to you know get into uh, Patrick I mean it's it's doesn't let him coach yeah I mean it's not a hidden secret that Bienemy and them, you know, they've had some some beef, mm-hmm. you know, and rightfully so. Um, but I get that, so I'm with you. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. The other thing with Bienemy, I think, a, a knock that we've heard a lot is, well, he's not the play caller. You know, so much of that is Andy mm-hmm. Reid. No, Eric Bienemy has called plays for the Chiefs before, and is still designed in or is still involved in designing the plays, in scheming them, and drawing them up. So even if he's not the one actually calling the plays. He's still very involved, so that's a bad excuse to me. Yeah, and 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 the one thing I could say I did appreciate, um, and this is why Andy Reid is who he is, and this is why he's had success. He's he's heard, you know, the rumor mills and all of the mm-hmm. conversations and talk, and he 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 gave credit where credit was absolutely due, and. Mm-hmm. And and and, that, and that's to kind of also help Eric because he's hearing those saying if if we're hearing it he's hearing it right mm-hmm. um, and so there's there's conversation there's talk about Eric Bieniemy possibly I have thoughts on this but I want to hear yours that Eric Bieniemy before we get into the other other four um, maybe looking at offensive coordinator in Washington yeah talk to me about that and what do you think that would make sense or or why or why not. So, on the one hand, it doesn't make sense because why would you leave Kansas City for a lateral move? I don't need right? to discuss it because that's, that's what I was – that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, why would you go to D.C.? Would you rather work with Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell or Patrick Mahomes? Would you rather work with Ron Rivera or a new head coach, you know, if they switch ownership, or would you rather work with Andy Reid? And maybe – I don't know what the odds would be, but there's a non-zero chance Eric Bieniemy would take over for Andy Reid when he retires. So I think you're set up for success in that way. On the flip side, the reason I think that Eric Bieniemy would consider going to Washington is to prove that he's not just a, a system guy, mm-hmm. right? That he doesn't need Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to be successful. That he has learned, and it, it is his turn to be the guy pressing the buttons, not just one of the guys pressing the buttons. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I would do if I was in his shoes. Probably stay in Kansas City, but it sure... Sure seems like he's motivated to take that next step in his career sooner than later. So if he wants to do that, it might be easier to spread his own wings and fly outside of the Kansas City bubble. I got another thought on that. 
because of the rumors and that and those conversations, mm-hmm. you go and put yourself in a position to potentially be the next up. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen, but a lot of people are probably hearing things about you, things have been said about you, maybe some things outside of just what we know of mm-hmm. Eric maybe has gotten out there into the voice mm-hmm. Genesis. And so you, 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 you go and start a clean slate, let other people and other organizations see you get to know you find out more about you. And then when a decision comes to be made, you're right there on spot at a potential place where there might be some movement happening mm-hmm. when you have a lot of new things starting to occur. So I can see it possibly happening from that standpoint as to the why. Otherwise, why would you leave? But I get it. You, right. you, you, you know, you're, you're kind of on point with that. Tell me about the other uh, quarterbacks in your tiers. Uh, so, yeah, the, the two coaches in, in that middle tier, I would call this the, the fine. Okay, acceptable. I see what you're going for higher. My Colts and also the Colts old coach. Frank Wright going to the Panthers. So with Carolina, Steve Wilkes did a good job. After they fire Matt Rule, they won some games mm-hmm. under Steve Wilkes. And I, I totally understand the argument to move him up. But I don't think we should detract from Frank Reich. I don't think he was a bad hire. He's fine. He's been around the block. He's been an NFL head coach. He's worked with all sorts of different quarterbacks, uh, drawn successful offenses out of most of them up until this year. Um, the offense fell apart in Indianapolis and one of the knocks on Frank Knight Reich was he wasn't you no know, holding everyone to the same standard. He, he let the, the better players or the higher paid players off and didn't always hold everyone accountable. Maybe he can learn from that. Or maybe that's what, you know, Carolina needs is someone a little more easygoing, like, like Frank Reich tends to be. Steve Wilkes did an admirable job, but on its face, I don't think there's anything egregious about hiring Frank Reich. Doesn't move the needle a whole lot. But not a bad hire. And the Colts made the, okay, who's the hot coordinator hire? Uh, Eric Bannon we just talked about, but the other guy on the other side of the Super Bowl was Shane Steichen. He has some ties to Indianapolis through Frank Reich. Um, North Turner was his mentor when he was in uh, San Diego at the time, Los Angeles now. So with the Colts picking fourth overall right now, likely going quarterback, Shane Steichen has proven he can work with multiple types of quarterbacks in, you know, Justin Herbert, who's not the same guy as Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Those are not the same football player, and both had really good seasons with, with Shane Steichen, you know, helping yeah. press those buttons, helping coach. So I don't think either the Reich hire or the Steichen hire are, you know, earth-shattering, huge, oh my gosh, they got the perfect guy for them hires. They're fine. They're normal NFL head coaching hires. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what type of impact do you think – Outside of the the relationships and stuff with the quarterback, especially for a team that has some pieces that, you know, could they could they. So you're saying they don't necessarily potentially move the needle to help them to make a leap or 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 you just saying they could probably just be solid if they're able to build and kind of build it the way that they like. it. Yeah, they're they're fine. You know, I. Frank Reich should make Carolina better than they were under Matt Rule, who we saw was not a fit for the NFL. Shane Steichen, I don't know if he'll be a better head coach than Frank Reich, but he's probably what this organization needs right now because the offense struggled. Go get an offensive guy that can work with a young quarterback and mentor him. So those guys should improve their franchises from where they were. 
Um, but in terms of the you know wow factor, the pizzazz, the fireworks, the, oh my gosh, I can't believe they got him. No, they're just kind of, okay, yeah, sure, solid hire. See what you're going for. Love Pat it. on the back, buddy. Okay, who's next? The the upper tier then, the two hires go to Houston for D'Amico Ryans mm. and to Denver with Sean Payton. Starting in Houston, they just drafted Derek Stingley. Uh, they haven't really ever been known for defense outside of when, you know, Jay Foreman was down there. Um, so I think D'Amico Ryans proved that he can run a unit, um, construct it all sorts of different ways, and do something creative, which he's going to need to do. Um, in that division with Trevor Lawrence is the different, you know, style in Jacksonville than what Tennessee's doing with Derrick Henry and maybe Ryan Tannehill than what it looks like Indianapolis is going to do with its quarterback. So I think D'Amico Ryan's proved he can lead a unit. Um, he has the ties to Houston because he played there. So I think he can, you know, connect with people, maybe, you know, provide a little spark, reignite some of that passion for Houston. And he got a longer term contract as well. So I hope he's given the opportunity to build things under his vision because he proved he can do it you know, on one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So if he can you know, transfer that over to a whole team, build that culture, home run higher, home run fit for Houston. Gotcha. And, and Denver got the big fish, right? The they they that, got it. That if anybody probably was trying to right any mm-hmm. ship, that, mm-hmm. that would be one that you could go to because you know he, he knows how to handle it. Plus, mm-hmm. he's, he's handled great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. hopefully, because you've already spent the bag, so – you know, there's not much you can do with it at this point, but try to write it. Nope, you've spent the bag on Russ, spent it on Sean Payton, you traded the bag. You know, you, you, you moved a lot of picks to get Russ. You, you yeah. moved a couple picks to go get Sean Payton. So, if you're Denver, this better work. But Sean Payton, one of the best coaches of the era. Maybe not of all time, but of his era, he's been darn good. Some of those Saints teams were really good. I know he only has, you know, the one Super Bowl win, but we mentioned, you know, the, the pass interference that, didn't get oh, called yeah. for them. Um, they're close against Minnesota, and they get walked off by Stephon Diggs. So those Saints teams were always in the conversation, always in the hunt. Sean Payton wasn't you know, married to, this is exactly how we're going to do things. He was flexible. He was adaptable. And I think Denver has enough young pieces yes. that Sean Payton can you know, kind of reset the culture mm-hmm. and just bring a little better on-field product. But again, he's been there, done that. Sean Payton, I think, one of the better hires. Well, that's what's up. Um I, I'm interested to see not only with the coaches, but I'm interested to see still with some of these quarterback moves. Mm-hmm. That's something that has, you know, my eyes out there. Um, do you think it possible that Aaron Rodgers ends up in the New York zone? What's your thought? Poss- What's your about the possibility of, of a move? Does it, does it make sense for, um, you know, does it make sense for the Jets uh, to do it or for even the uh, Green Bay Packers to move on from Aaron and start afresh? How close do you think the Jets are to to playoff contention? I think they're there. I think they're there. I think if they have a quarterback, their defense is good enough to have – and they're young. And so they've performed. They're young. They're only going to get better. So I can actually – see that a leadership quality of now people will say people will come and say that Aaron Rodgers isn't a great leader he's arrogant he's selfish he's this right Mm -hmm. but that man still knows how to win and he knows how to play the game and if you give him some tools 
he'll make the most and the best of it. Does Aaron so Rodgers take – so the Jets finished 7-10 and 10 last season, uh, second-best defense in the division, not in the conference, but in the division, one game back of the Patriots, two games back of the Dolphins. Does Aaron Rodgers take the Jets from seven wins to ten wins? I think so. Seven to twelve. I don't think so. So somewhere in that ten eleven range, that's a wild card team because Buffalo's not going anywhere. No. And then, do you take your chance with Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs? And what does it take to get him? Because you mentioned that young core the Jets have. What's the price to get him? What's the price? That's good really point. what it comes down to. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, what do the Saints need right now, Austin? Because what do the Saints need? Yeah, I mean, when you, when you think about the Saints, they had some promise. I mean, they went back and tried to give famous Jameis uh, another another look. He didn't pan out like I'm sure they they had hoped had happened up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something like that. They would have hoped that situation could have been down there. But but what what is it that they need? What do you think they need in order to get back into contention? Well, the thing is, they weren't that far from it. You know, they they finished seven and ten, as do oh, you know, two other teams in their division, and the winner goes eight and nine. Mm-hmm. So they're not that far off in their own division. The defense was still good, top 10 in points per game. Having a quarterback always goes a long way. You score fewer than 20 That's points per game, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that they you know, brought Derek Carr down to talk to. Right, He could help. Uh, it would be hard to downgrade from what the Saints were doing at, at quarterback last year. I'm not sold on Dennis Allen as head coach. I think he's pretty pretty generic. I don't know what he does that's special for that. I don't know how he moves the needle for them. But Andy Dalton isn't enough. Isn't Jameis that. Winston has proven he's not that guy. Could be a good backup, mm-hmm. you know, in the right situation, but I don't think he's your guy. Alvin Kamara does play 15 out of a possible 17 games. you got to keep him healthy. But what else do you have around him? Does it all fill things with Alvin Kamara or hinder him potentially? I don't think they help. Yeah. Um. The other thing that I think the Saints are, are missing, I know they, they drafted Chris Olave. He ends up with 72 catches for 1,000 yards and four touchdowns. Juwan Johnson at tight end had some moments. They need more weapons on offense because, yes, Alvin Kamara is a stud if he can you know stay on the field. Uh, Chris Olave had that concussion that kept him out for a while. Looks like he's going to be a good player. But when I think Saints, I still think Drew Brees in that receiving core. More weapons. Yeah. Um, last, before we take this quick break, can the Chargers break out? Strick, I've waited five years for the Chargers to break out. They have so many pieces. You can name a lot of guys on offense. You can name a lot of guys on defense. But there's some voodoo. There's some bad juju there. Something (laughs) going on with the Chargers that the Chargers will just always charger. They will find a way to not break out. Whether it's injuries, whether it's underperformance, or again, whether it's injuries, which has been the big bugaboo for that franchise, if they could keep all their pieces on the field at the same time for 17 games, I think they could be a legitimate player. But Keenan Allen misses time. Mike Williams misses time. Derwin James misses time. Bosa misses time. Justin Herbert probably should miss a game or two, but they throw him right back out there in a meaningless game. Um, Austin Eckler has been pretty dependable. What do they have behind him? Offensive line misses games. If they can stay healthy, they should be an AFC player. But we say that every year. The the talent seems like it's there. Well, that sums it up, man. You broke it down quite elegantly. 
Um, I am great. Uh, I'm great for the win today. Let me just say that. <laughs> Thank you to the Slaughter Heyman text line, all of you guys <laughs> giving me love. I appreciate that. Uh, but we've got to take a break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about buy and sell. And we'll see what kind of buy and sell is going on out there. And uh, 93.7 The Ticket. We are on the block. We'll be right back.